0: more at 91donkeylane.com see you there you donkeys at maximum
1: mediocrity people say things like
2: i don't dress like this on a regular basis this isn't my you know pooping uniform this is not <everywhere>.
1: And they also say things like, The the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeNopodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice.
3: everybody, welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. Once again, Brian is just straight up abandoning us, but we are joined by Jackie of the Jersey Ghouls podcast. Hey, there's Jackie. That's her name. Hey, it's Jackie. (laughs)
4: Hey, hey, everybody. Everybody, it's Jackie. Jackie. (laughs) Um, We need to change the Jersey Ghouls theme. That's got to be the new theme. Sorry, Marissa, but it's now The Jackie Show. So
3: you picked, which is not shocking, it's one of your favorite movies of all time, Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, and... I never watched this movie. To be fair, <laughs> I I love I love Sleepaway Camp one so much, and Sleepaway Camp two, Unhappy Campers, is like right behind it. is like one of my favorite movies, and I always just found Sleepaway Camp three to be a bummer of a movie. But I was excited to revisit it. I like the movie more than I remembered liking it. It is still my least favorite of the three Sleepaway Camp movies. (laughs) I like that you're like, of the three, and you're ignoring the fourth.
2: (laughs) The fourth, I don't know how I feel about it. Is the fourth one
3: that's basically just cobbled together footage from the other three? Depending on how you want to look at it, there's either four or five Sleepaway Camp movies. Technically, when they put out the box set, they did cobble together a movie out of a little bit of footage that they filmed of an unfinished movie and named it "Sleepaway Camp for the Survivor." I've never even bothered because I've been told you that own it's it, right? mostly yeah, I own it, but I'm told <laughs> it's mostly like 30 minutes of someone running in the woods.
4: Yeah, that's yeah. really what it oh, is. Oh,
3: you have and it too. Yeah, yeah it's in I've the, got, box I've yeah. the box
4: set. Got
2: the box set. Oh man, I am. A fish out of water right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But
3: then there was Return to Sleepaway Camp, With which was the original cast yeah. and the original director, and it kind of didn't acknowledge that two, three, and I guess four, if it existed, existed. And it's okay. Maybe we'll cover it one day. Probably not. Its most notable thing is that CKY plays all of the camp counselors, and that's you know, what she met I her husband. I don't
2: think that we need to do a clean sweep of. Any franchise, <laughs> much less the <a> Sleepaway <laughs> Camp franchise. So, yeah, let's well, that's leave- why we're going to skip part four, The Survivor. <laughs> but you said it doesn't even ex- it barely <laughs> exists.
3: Just because it's on a DVD does not mean shit. I did a ton of research on this movie, and then I'm going to let Jackie tell us why she loves it. Actually, yeah, let's start there. Jackie, tell us why you love this movie, and then I'll tell you all the things that I learned about this movie that made me appreciate it a little bit more. Go.
4: Okay, so this movie, this is one of those situations where This was the first movie in the franchise that I saw. This was one of those middle school sleepovers. Somebody's mom let them go nuts in the blockbuster. And this was one of the movies that they picked. So it's me and a bunch of my girlfriends. We're probably like 10 years old. And we watch this movie. And of course, everybody else has their eyes closed or they have gone off to play light as a feather, stiff as a board. And I am there just enthralled by the gore and just everything that is fantastic about this movie. I, you know, even though it was called Sleepaway Camp 3, it didn't even dawn on me to go find the other ones. I just kept wanting this movie. Then this movie ends up coming up on cable, highly edited, but it still came up on cable. And it probably wasn't till I might have been in high school, but I may not have been, I, I may have been in college when I finally saw the second one. I was definitely in high school when I saw the first one and then the whole reveal and the, you know, the glory that is the original Sleepaway. But yeah, for me, most of this is just nostalgic love because this, this is where it started. And this was the one I've definitely seen the most out of all of them. I've seen this one the most, hands down.
3: My, I one and two are almost tied because I feel like every time I finish one, I'm like, man, let's just keep on chucking right into part two. <laughs> and you
2: absolutely love Springsteen. What's oh Jesus? I'm oh, Pamela, Springsteen Pamela Springsteen is so
3: fucking charming and likable. Even she as... shouldn't
2: be. <laughs> yeah. She's not a good actor, but she no. Is but she, there's something really likable about her. Yeah, I'm really surprised about. Jackie's telling us this whole nostalgic trip of 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 why she loves this movie and why she picked it. And the the answer that I was expecting was one sentence, because it has Franny from Night of the Demons in it.
4: Yeah, it it, ju- it does have Jill Tarashita boobs, yes. which are, hands down, some of my favorite boobs in all of horror. I,
3: you know, I want to know- Pause on that question, because I've got an answer already for you. I was thinking about this, <laughs> that we are going to do a quick Patreon 10-minute bonus and last time that we had a guest with Kyle, we had him tell us everything that was on his Tubi's watch list. Yeah, I think that Jackie needs to give us, as a Patreon bonus, just a quick her rundown fa- of her favorite boobs in any horror movie. You're the only so. one who can do this. Yeah. <laughs> you have a very
2: specific skill set. You're the Hawkeye of titties.
3: Which speaking, which, speaking of boobs, first minute. Boobs in the first second of this movie, practically. Jackie, when you were explaining why you like this movie... What's what bums me out as a person who's watched this movie is that I feel like you're describing a movie that I didn't watch because you're talking about like the gore and like this and the other thing. But like, I I think this movie is one of those films that just got massacred by the MPAA. You can tell in the kills that it's like they're cut like two, three full seconds
2: Where you know that they had, because like, I haven't even cracked my notes yet, but there are a couple ultra gory deaths that you can tell they did the work with the prosthetics and such, but you don't see anything. It's, it's, I think that that is the biggest disservice that this movie has because it could be up there with two, because I think that the, the kills are just as mean because Angela's kills
3: are mean in two and
2: three, but she's so chipper about it that it's okay.
3: Yeah. So, so the DVD does come with the deleted scenes and the Blu-ray from Scream Factory, but they never clean them up. Like it's like the work print of The Kills. Yeah. But the so apparently the MPAA supposedly gave the whole movie an R rate, uh, an X rating. The, one of the people who was rating the movie vomited <laughs> during the flagpole. Listen, scene. don't eat a bad fish sandwich
2: before (laughs) you go watch a horror movie that's just common sense people so
3: i can tell you as i sat down and watched the 18 minute cut of the extended versions there's nothing too it's exactly what you expect like you see the guy's arms actually get ripped off of his body and then cartoonish blood sprays out the head gets hit by the lawnmower and cartoonish gallons of blood spray out of it when the girl hits the ground from the flagpole it cuts to a close-up of her smashed up Ooh. like non-existent head on the ground afterwards that might be the meanest of kill uh, in the movie like uh, everybody thinks that it's a lawnmower
4: and no, most oh, deserving yeah she's such a shit but
3: then the other one is actually we do see some of it with the decapitation but then Angela, in the extended version, kicks away the head, but leaves the knife there, and you just see the hands reaching around for a little bit as blood just keeps pulsating out (laughs) of the neck against the, the knife. So it's like, man, I wish that that was in the movie. Like, they have the footage. Why not just, like... Well, Also, why did they give a shit about the MPAA when you know that this was going straight into a video store shit? So in 1989,
2: I don't think that we were doing the unrated thing. I think that was an early 90s Fair, schtick. and it probably wasn't big enough to you know, justify it, it, the unrated. Yeah, yeah, because I think that there was still that kind of... Stranglehold that that having an R rating was required in in the very tail end of the 80s and the very beginning of the 90s I honestly don't think that this movie as it stands Deserves to be cut the way it is I think that it really is a pretty tame movie without cuz cuz of the way that it was cut again I think that's the big disservice to it because if you got to see the kills which is the reason okay Jackie it's knows why you watch Boy Camp. Camp for boobs <laughs> you know, like, and kills like that's all this series is about much more so than Friday the 13th it's like Friday the 13th if Friday the 13th was like vegetable stock and you boiled it down you yeah. want that extract you don't yeah. care about the characters everybody sucks and Angela is kind of an anti-hero she's just killing people that suck you know yeah
3: Uh, So so the one last thing that I learned about this movie was that the producer on set while they were making part two was having so much fun and was like so happy with all the footage that he just (laughs) immediately was like, we're going to make part three. I'm going to write the script with my friend while you're filming this. And then we're going to do a weekend of pre-production and just dive right into filming part three. So ev- that's why it takes place at the same camp as last year was that that was the set that they already were on. And you know on. the best
2: thing about it is that this was filmed in the fall. Oh, for sure. Because, like, it's sure. cold. there, The trees are turning colors. Um, everybody's wearing those, like, down vests. You know, and and you can tell that they were not having as much fun outside <laughs> as in two. But if I remember correctly, two was also filmed off season, so I think it was yeah. September. And so yeah, they're like, so this like, may have
3: been like October when they were filming yeah, this one. They probably. were
2: seriously not having a good time on yeah. set, not like they did in two. Because in two. I think that that shows, you know, like yes. this movie has a smaller cast, which is fine. Like I have no problem with any of these things, but it just seems much more rushed than 2. And I think that sure. that's what 2, why 2 works so well is that it really takes everything from the original Sleepaway Camp and
3: just cranks it up. Just, you know, it, it makes that broth much stronger. <laughs> and then I have one last fun fact and then we can start talking about this movie. So the writer of this movie, I I think if you look it up it's like Fritz something. Turns out oh, Fritz. that that is a- <laughs> it turns out it's actually a fake name. The actual writer of the movie was a improv comic named Michael Hitchcock who went on to star in all of Christopher Guest's improv movies. Uh, The most notable role is he plays Parker Posey's husband in Best in Show. Oh, Um, get busy,
2: (laughs) B! Oh, my God!
3: Incredible. He's the writer of Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, which I know is something that we all love. Now that all the Matt Kelly fun fact IMDB research is out of the way, Jackie, let's talk about this movie that you love so fucking much with the craziest setup. I think I've seen in a slasher film in a really long time where it's just like, we're going to take kids from the city and kids from the country and toss them in the woods and see what happens. It's genius.
4: I think that, <laughs> see, this is one of those movies where there's, there's no mystery. You know, when you <laughs> no. start, to, no, well, I just, it's one of those, it's the setup of like, you know who the killer is right away. Like there is no mystery. So I feel like by the time we have gotten to Sleepaway camp three, because there's such a departure in tone, from Sleepaway Camp 1 and Sleepaway Camp 2 that we might as well keep going and depart from any sort of rationality and let's do Sleepaway Camp 3. Like, why not? Let's do a whole bunch of Coke and let's make more movie. So coke now we Ajax. have this...
3: Coke or Ajax. Yeah.
4: <laughs> now Man. we have this ridiculous plot where... <laughs> Somehow Angela just knows there is another camp happening
2: sort of she She kills someone who looks sort of like her I love it because (laughs) So I think this is the fourth or fifth time. I've watched this movie. No lie I mean and every time I forget that first scene so I'm watching it the other day in preparation for this and I'm like wait why does this girl have the same hairdo as Angela? Oh, that's right. She gets murdered and Angela takes her place. But I also am more confused about the 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 boob tattoos that she has. Does they say something like milk time or what? what is it? I think it says milkshake. Ah, it's milkshake. I was close. I think it says milkshake. Yeah, but also like so, it's such a head scratcher. There's so much about this movie is
3: just weird, you know. And I think I could a lot have done without the opening scene. is is fine. I think I could do without the spray painted Angela's back on a wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that's like one step too far. Unless this movie was called Sleepaway Camp Three: Angela's Back, and you did like the credits over that. But it's not. It's called Teenage Wasteland because a guy just yells party all night, Teenage Wasteland in the middle of the move <laughs> As he is spray painting
2: the tents. So it's a full circle. That's some amazing greenwriting. And I don't know what yeah. your problem is. Fair. It's
4: callback stuff. Because clearly he was the one in the beginning in New York that wrote Angela's back. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think they were trying to be meta <laughs> before meta horror meta was a thing. And I don't think they really did it well but I give them kind of like a B minus for effort. They put in the effort, yeah. They do do that callback, not the callback, yeah, they do like the whole Angela's back thing, like wink to the audience as if we don't know. When they pull the whole Jason Voorhees mask out of the water and then someone's like, hey, what's today's date? Oh, it's Saturday Saturday the 14th. 14th. You know,
2: I saw an amazing article that was like, hey, here are the reasons why Sleepaway Camp and Friday the 13th are in the same universe, and I'm like, Somebody spent their free time writing about that.
3: Who gives a shit? Scott, the people who are listening to us right now, that's who gives <laughs> <us> a shit. <laughs> like, well, I'm giving the people what they want. Let me ask you. I mean, we love talking about the kills in movies in general. Do you have a favorite kill in Sleepaway Camp 3?
4: I think the flagpole yeah. death is is my favorite just for reasons that we've talked about that it's the most deserved kill yeah. Like, I understand that, okay, so for anybody that doesn't know, I generally am a root for the villain kind of person. <laughs> I, I really do. So anytime there's an unhappy ending, uh, for some reason, I'm super on board with it. So I really do agree that she is quite, that Angela is quite the antihero because, you know, she she's out there. She's like, you know, no, no drinking and you're swearing. Uh, you cannot fornicate. Uh, I find it funny that she kills the girl on the flagpole because she's a cheerleader, which that isn't terrible. Uh, I was once a cheerleader, so I can't really oh my God. I can't throw the stones on that one. But the fact that the girl is like a horrible bigot. And she calls yeah, that yeah. out
3: too. She goes, she and you are <laughs> like, a bigot.
4: Yeah, and, she's and like let's... all of these things that don't quite really add up to dying. But let's also pepper in that you're a bigot, and I feel let's, I feel way less bad. Yeah,
2: man, the hard R like
3: three times in this is just yeah. a bridge that I cannot cross. Well, and yeah. the most 2021 thing in the entire movie is her using that word with the hard R, and him getting upset, and the authority figure being. Like, do you want me to call the cop over here to handle this situation? Riff yelling at (laughs) him. Like, I'm like, oh, well, (laughs) that's something that's still accurate, sadly.
4: That's one of my favorite kills. Uh, Although, see, this movie, I think they play real fast and loose with the quote unquote kills. Because like the first two kills, death by Big Branch. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> she kills like three people with the branches, and the only one really, that really like it—the only person that it makes sense—is Herman, the creepy mm-hmm. husband of the uh, you know he and his wife are are running this camp, Camp New Horizons. You told me you wouldn't say a word about the murders. That's my yeah. impression of the uh, of the the <laughs> woman. But um, he gets wood down his throat, which I think is uh, I would love to see the full uncensored version of that kill but what I gotta say is my least favorite scene in this movie is when Herman is putting the blonde girl's boobs in his mouth because that's another thing that I really have a problem with in any movie is like okay if you're doing a a sex scene it's totally fine like grind that's cool like you know you can put a hand on the side of a boob you know like don't really grope the boob but if you put the boob in the mouth i am out I'm
3: so yeah. out it is just it's a very uncomfortable sexy like, that's it's, it's literally just, what I wrote was very uncomfortable sex Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and the yeah. worst
2: thing about that is like I have a little problem with self-esteem I don't know if you guys know this what? I know this is a shock right when Herman is like going for it When he's when he's just like kind of like kissing the girl's neck and everything like that And she is very obviously uncomfortable that actress is Putting in the work, and I feel so bad because she did not get paid enough to deal with this guy. No. And he also shows up in American Gothic, right? He's like the He
3: shows. He's his big claim to fame, character. honestly, was he was one of the leads in Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, he was thank the you. driver for Bonnie and Clyde. But then, yeah, he he was clearly not a professional actor in Bonnie and Clyde, no, and then has been professional actor since. Yeah, so he's he, been in this. He was in. Uh, American Gothic, and he was also in the very beginning of House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, thank um, you. Talking to Sid Haig about the guy who shoved the toy up his ass. Up his ass, yep.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So, when he's like, kind of like kissing her neck and everything like that, I was having these flashbacks of how i feel when i'm trying to seduce my wife of 10 years (laughs) i'm just like is she into it i don't think she's into it i mean like how much money does she need to be into it like is this really (laughs) the decision that she wanted to make when she woke up this morning those are the kind of things i think about but then after angela kills she's called the blonde bimbo i mean she has like a name like christina or something but she was like she's so flippant she goes Good thing you're dead because in a couple years your breasts would have been sagging something terrible. And it's just,
3: she's so mean. Her zingers are not as strong in this no, this round, no, I think. No, but it's still there. <laughs> you know, she's they're, they're trying. There. Well, and we'll get there towards the end. There's, there's a... Again, Pamela Springsteen just makes it work. She's just so likable. I gotta say, the kill that like I forgot about, but certainly grabbed my attention, the firecracker in the nose. nose. Oh Oh, my god! Again, I would love to
2: see what. Cause you see the prosthetic kind of like in the boat in the distance, but you yeah. don't really see it up close. So you know they made like a full head with I mean, like his nose is blown off, half of his f- mouth is ripped off. you know, like there's there's some stuff there that they put time and effort into that I would love to see but that is definitely the the meanest kill I had forgotten about that until you mentioned it but um, I do have my second to last note is like that's the meanest kill of the movie
3: (laughs) yeah so I want to talk about the one of the last kills in the movie which is brilliant continuity with part two which I guess is easy to do when your script writer just has to remember what he wrote last (laughs) week when writing the sequel but Sean from the first movie's dad is the cop who agreed to do this hoping that maybe Angela would return to the scene and he would get his revenge and Angela's got him cornered in the kitchen and he's just like so oh, he has her be this? cornered in the kitchen or dude. he has her cornered either way she's she's always she's one step ahead at all times yeah, but he's like what's gonna be this time you're gonna decapitate me throw battery acid in my face he's just like listing all the ways that she kills She's just like no I'm gonna use a gun and she just like unloads on him and it's like one of those things where I think that We are so conditioned in slasher films to not even factor in a gun as a weapon when you're watching a slasher movie half the time. It's almost like... To the same level as Indiana Jones just shooting the sword guy in Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's like oh, such a is simple solution. Too
2: much credit for Sleepaway Camp 3, my friend. All right. I you know, like I wanna be there with you, but I just can't accept it. <laughs> Wait, they are exactly the same movie. You, okay, you're right. <laughs> and the reason why I have to agree with you is this quote: I like movies that make America look great,
3: like Rambo Part Three. Great film. Yeah, that dude's insane, too. <laughs> I know that I'm always in support of a rap song in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but this Angela rap has got to go. <laughs> like, hey, my name is Angela. I'm here to say, being a camper yeah, I, gets you
2: killed, okay? <laughs> like,
4: yeah, we'll that's, that's almost verbatim my note is, my name is Angela. I'm here to say that I like killing in a special way. No, <laughs> <Like, yeah, that's laughs> she
3: actually... Here's what she actually raps, though. As I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, my God. She's doing the Noah's Arcade rap from <laughs> Wake's yes. like, come to the place where the games are played. It's hip. It's cool. It's Noah's Arcade. And I'm like, yep, that's that's the level that she has. And also, flip side to that. I'm just throwing it out there. Riff would get about three seconds into that cassette tape and be like, nah, I'm good, and then move on. I don't think he would get through a full verse.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But also that cassette tape, all of his cassette tapes, I don't know why they called him Riff, because it's literally just beat boxes. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm digging this. Like He's like putting his hat on forward and then backwards to the time of the the, the songs, and they're like, hey, can you turn that down? And he's like...
3: <laughs> it yeah it it, It's very... Th- this is that time period where we acknowledged rap, <laughs> but we definitely weren't treating it like it was an actual art form in any way, shape. I think, personally for me, I will probably now just watch the trilogy. Um, I won't just stop at part two. I feel like I've... Something finally clicked on this viewing where I was like, you know what, Jackie, there's enough that I like it.
4: This is, this. my thoughts on the trilogy is when I want to sit down with myself, with anybody else. If I want to watch a horror movie, I'm going to put on the original Sleepaway Camp and I'm going to watch a good horror movie. Yeah. If I've got a bunch of people over and we're having a Halloween party, Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 are what goes on in the background. Like, I don't ever expect to sit someone down and... And have them pay attention to that movie. Unless I know they are absolutely as cuckoo bananas as I am. I would never force someone to be like, oh, you want to watch a good horror movie? Here's Sleepaway Camp 3. Like, I have to know they're kind of already off the rails before I would subject them to that. That's definitely, at least as far as the mainstream crowd, that's going on in the background of a party.
0: more at 91 com. See you there, you donkeys!
1: What? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you.
3: Hey guys, it's Matt interrupting the episode real quick to tell you two things. First of all, if you haven't already, go head up to the Patreon page at patreon.com backslash HMNpodcast. There's a bunch of different tiers. You can get a ton of cool stuff like video versions of the episodes, uh, getting the episode a week early, or weekly bonus content from us. This includes talking about movies like The Wicker Man and... Teen Wolf, and a bunch of other kind of bad movies. Dick Tracy is on the horizon at this time. Or just getting a newsletter from us once a month, letting you know what's going on in the lives of the Horror Movie Night team. But if you don't feel comfortable doing a monthly Patreon donation, I totally understand. But would you consider maybe going over and getting yourself a cup of coffee from Rootless Coffee? Go to rootlesscoffee.com And if you use promo code capital HMN10, you get 10% off your purchase and it helps out us. We get a little kick of that money. So if you want to help support the show and you're a fan of coffee, Rootless Coffee is a phenomenal coffee brand made from some of the finest beans in Michigan. I know, who would have thought? And it's run by Jono of the pop-punk band The Swellers. That's even extra cool if you're a fan of pop-punk music, which, if you're listening to Horror Movie Night, there's a good chance you are. Anyway, back to the show. So, Jackie, let me ask you this. You're at the party. You put on Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. But what's your double feature?
4: My double feature is actually going to be... Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Ooh, Man, that is
2: good.
4: No, to me, like, they just kind of have that same just, we we are a bunch of asses making movies. And as long as we like it, we're okay. Doesn't matter if you guys like it, we're going to have fun. And I get the same vibe from both of those movies that the filmmakers just had way too much fun making it. They're hoping people will like it. But for the most part, they had a blast making it, so here's our movie.
3: Also, it's the third installment, so it's perfect. Yeah, and there's the three. I'm going to pick something that Scott has picked in the past. I've picked it in the past as well. But both of these films involve a group of friends with a camera, a dream, and approximately $20 (laughs) out in the woods making a movie. So I'm going to make someone suffer through serial insane clown killer, Uh, also known as sick, right after they watch this.
2: You know, okay, that gets my juices flowing. You know, <laughs> I I feel like that is the inspiration I needed. I'm going to pick something as a double feature that Matt introduced me to, just like Matt introduced me to Serial Insane Clown Killer. I'm going to go with There's Nothing Out There, because yes. that movie also has a shoestring budget, and zero talent in the acting department but a lot of heart
3: yeah and i love it jackie what is something that you've watched read listened to etc that you want to give a quick thumbs up promotion to
4: i just finished reading devolution by max brooks
3: yeah that's on my list
4: yeah just finished reading that one very i had been it had been on my radar for a while and i picked it up Five out of five stars. I really, really enjoyed that one. It's got the whole Sasquatch mystery going on. It is a very good read.
2: You know what's funny uh, is that I have been almost reading that book for six months now because one of my best friends from high school suggested, out of the blue, Like I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a copy. I put it on my Amazon cart and then somehow didn't buy it back in like May. Then Megan and I are at Barnes and Noble like maybe two months ago and I'm like, you know, I should see if they have a copy of that. Cause I still haven't, you know, I haven't I haven't grabbed a copy and I need to read it because I need to let them know that I, I you know I followed through. And so I'm I'm carrying around this copy of Devolution and then I find the graphic novel section of Barnes and Noble, and I put back *Devolution*, and instead get a 500-page copy of *The New Mutants <laughs> Meet Cable*.
3: Of course you did. I <laughs> that, mean, which I think really you made the right. Really explains a lot about my personality. You made a good call there, Scott. He um, accepted I'm actually... that.
2: As far as reading goes, I have to give a shout-out to *Cruelly Yours*, the Elvira autobiography and I crushed that shit in 3 days.
3: <laughs> nice, nice. I
2: don't read books that fast anymore. But it was really really fun and it's not long. I mean it might be 200 pages on a good
3: day and the the font is big, you know? Like it didn't, it was <laughs> That's a huge factor. To read. That is a huge factor on my ability to read a book sometimes. Uh and I'm going to keep mine really simple too because I didn't really get a chance to watch anything new, but I did Get a chance to act. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I did watch the Bob Ross documentary that everyone has been recommending. And it is, it's heartbreaking and great. Like that's basically the takeaway. It's a very well-made documentary. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And like, you know, justice for the Ross family. Um, But I also just wanted to give a quick shout out because I decided to rewatch the first season of Todd and the Book of Pure Evil yeah, this, today. Did. And man, I forgot so much about that show. I remember that I liked this show a lot. And then I popped it in. I'm like, oh, that's right. I fucking love this show. Yeah. We used to quote that show so much. And then we both just stopped quoting it. And I think in that time, both of our memories just evaporated whatever information we had put in there. Um, cause we're so wasted. Uh, we're so, so that was, wasted. <laughs> we've got migraines. Um, so that is <laughs> Sleepaway Camp Three, Teenage Wasteland. We're so wasted, uh, and we <laughs> are going to be on Patreon shortly after this. Check out Jackie's rankings of some of her favorite horror boobies. Love you all so dearly. Oh, we'll also, be back soon. Shout out. Oh, of course, the Jersey Ghouls. Yeah, if you are not a subscriber of Jersey Ghouls.
4: And you've got another show. The list that we missed. (laughs) I did. I started a new podcast with my friend AJ uh, called The List We Missed. And AJ and I I are both – okay, here's a perfect example. There's all these new movies that have come out for like the last 20 years, critically acclaimed, (laughs) award-winning, blockbusters. Everybody loves them. And my dumb ass just keeps watching Sleepaway Camp 3. (laughs) So I've missed out on a lot of movies. The whole concept of the show is when someone's like, hey – Have you seen this movie? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, my God, you need to watch it. And you go, all right, I'll put it on the list. And You know how you never go back to that list? We're finally going back to that list. So every month we are checking another movie off the list with another blockbuster. And we've been having a blast. We review it. Then we talk about why we missed it, uh, what we were watching that year instead, and then other fun little factoids about the year. So the List We Miss podcast on Instagram and Facebook and uh, available on all your favorite podcasting apps
3: and then also obviously jersey ghouls going strong ghouls. for five plus years oh um, yeah let me just ask you one quick question then we're gonna wrap up but <laughs> and i don't need any extra details so far on list that we missed what is the biggest one that you've been like shit this is now one of my favorite movies or has that not happened yet
4: so far i would say the episode that came out in october clear and present danger okay Oh, starring wow. Harrison Ford has I been don't my think I've ever like, seen that Like, holy but... crap! I'm like, I have a uh, I have such a hard on for like 90s action <laughs> movies. So this was like, this, this was such a good fill for it. Yeah. So, Perfect. *Clear and Present Danger* was really badass.
3: All right. Well, we'll be back next week with more horror movie night.
0: More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys.
1: what? My co host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you.
4: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.